Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Led. Yay! It's our favorite time of the week. And today we have a guest, not just me. So that's fun. I get to talk to somebody and not only do I get to talk to somebody, but I get to talk to somebody I love very much. So I'm going to introduce you to Latoya, who was actually a client and then ultimately then became a student and now is a friend and a colleague. So I'm just so excited to share her with you. And her work is like just the best. And I'm just so grateful she's in the world. So welcome Latoya. Thank you, Nikki, for the kind words and, and allowing me to be on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. No, thanks for saying yes. So I'm going to read your bio really quickly. Mm-hmm. Latoya is an educator and an intuitive guide that loves all things spiritual. She helps parents connect to their child's soul by initiating and facilitating that deep soul level connection between parent and child, forging a deeper understanding and bond. Don't you just feel good reading that uh, bio, guys? <laughs> I love it, Latoya. So Latoya, um, we're going to talk about your work um, and how it's impacted my life, also in my children's life. But I would love to hear just like the beginnings of Latoya. Like I, I actually remember, you know, doing our first reading together. And I like really, I just like, I even remember where I was reading you, which is so funny because I read so many people and I don't remember a lot of the things. But, you know, even just seeing where you are now and like the story that you came from, it's such a beautiful progression, just showing how, you know, just like it just shows your spiritual journey. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about like how Latoya came to be. Yes, sure. So I grew up in foster care, in the foster care system with my siblings. And anyone who knows the foster care system is not the greatest, right? But Somehow, my family, my siblings and I have always made it out, like, certain situations okay. Like, there's still trauma, but, like, we haven't had the worst of the worst stories that you or most people hear about growing up in foster care. So, like, from those experiences and those opportunities where things could have gone wrong, we've always been okay, and I've always felt inclined to believe that there's oh, that there was something higher or bigger than us always looking out for us. And um, it wasn't like back then I referred to it as God, but I wasn't religious. So like I knew that it was something not of like a physical realm, right? Um, so it's just like a higher belief in the higher or knowing that there is something looking out for us. Um, But fast forward to like 2019, the summer of 2019, I went to Lilydale, New York. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Lilydale? Yes. And can we plan a trip to go together one day? Yes. It's so magical. Super magical. I've never been, but I had a roommate who was from Buffalo, mm -hmm. good friend Marissa, and she used to talk about it all the time. And it was actually, that was like the beginning of like our, my psychic desires. Like I was living with her and she's like, oh my gosh, you've never been to a psychic because she told me about this place. Yes. Um, Which, you know, maybe one day we'll all live like that, Latoya. All of this. Yeah, like a whole little village. (laughs) 
So like Billingsdale is a village of mediums, right? So everyone that lives in that village is a medium. You go there for a visit to receive a reading or a mediumship reading. So I went there with my sister and I was talking to her about my belief in like a higher being. And I learned the term spirit guides, right? Mm. So she told me how to connect to the spirit guide. And her way of connecting was very simple. It was um, at nighttime, just tell the universe or say that you are ready to connect, Mm -hmm. right? And I did that for three nights. And eventually on the third, on the third night I did. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And it was so eye opening, mind blowing. And what I thought, I thought I connected to my guys, but from my reading with you, um, I learned that it was my star seed, but from that connection and, and being, having the ability to see that in my mind's eye, I was so shocked and needed someone to explain it to me. Right. I can't talk about it to like my sister or just explaining what happened and me connecting to the spirit guide was just, there's no words for it. So I needed someone to explain it to me. Yeah. And then you talk to people that don't understand it and then Mm -hmm. it just confuses you even more. It's not their fault or anything like that. It's just that like those experiences have to like remain pure, you know, and they have to be like, those experiences have to be supported um, by somebody. If not, it's like really easy to like lose them and get doubtful. So it's like, you know, you just kind of want to keep those experiences safe. So you just like mm-hmm. need somebody to, to communicate them to. So funny. Yeah. Okay. I didn't so know. I, Sorry. Yeah. So like, and funny thing is I follow Melanie Santos and Ada. <laughs> and uh, from them, I people. Yes. Came to you. And I was like, okay, let me book a reading with Nikki. And then from the reading with you, just sparked everything, just opened up my mind, my heart to like learning more about this, you know, metaphysical world, spiritual world, and and learning more about my soul too. Did your, um, so since then, have your siblings or your sister like open up to the idea? Like, do they know? Yeah, my, so (laughs) my sister is like she's actually a part of my soul collective community and she's i gifted her reading with you and um so she's following along and um but not as deep as i got into it <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah she's opened in like but when i speak to like my younger brothers and they're just they're like uh she <laughs> my sister went off the deep end and i'm like uh, what is she smoking what is that girl doing <laughs> Yeah, my brothers too. And I, and I just think that I always joke, my younger brother and I are like closer where we're able to, I mean, I'm close to both my siblings, but we're able to kind of talk about crazy and like still be okay with like, he's okay with like not getting behind what I do, but like, he's so open to like talking about it. So we always joke that like, we were trying to figure out this like problem that we were both having in our family with like our mom. And we were both experiencing like the same stuff but the way we described it was so different I was like yeah her soul blah 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 and then he was like yeah you know I was researching and like the percentage 
of people that their parents, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so you're del- so we're having the same problem and we communicated to each other, but he's like looking up data and like numbers. And I am like in deep meditation, like connecting to yeah. like, the higher being. So, you know, everybody kind of understands things differently. So I have the same situation. So you start waking up to this stuff. And then um, I guess after our reading, maybe you took like seeker or leader or something like that. Went through them all. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, and then I was like, you have to be in teacher. So it's really yes. to, so as you, now you have a full-time job, you are a teacher. Um, yes. what, what grade are you teaching this year? I'm teaching fourth grade this year. My first okay. time in upper grades. Oh, yay. Okay. Oh, so you usually do the, the young ones. Mm-hmm. So um, fourth grade teacher, which is like, not like you need another thing. You have two mm-hmm. children, a husband, all that kind of stuff. And where did you think this work, like, where did you think this was all taking you? Did you just, were you just like curious about it? See, I thought I was just going, because in my reading, um, you mentioned my uh, female lineage wound. Mm -hmm. So I want, like, I want to, I wanted to be able to heal that, right? Um, So I thought when I was going into it, like, just wanted to know more about the spiritual world and learn how to heal this female lineage wound. and, And so I thought it was basically more on my healing journey. That's mm-hmm. what I thought it was. And, and that's what I was working towards when I joined Soul Teacher. Mm-hmm. But like through Soul Teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> when you're like connecting and building that relationship with your spirit guides and your spirit team, they, you, you develop that language through um, messages, visions. And so through that, they would send me messages and one night they sent me a vision and it was a vision of a google website like a computer and scrolling through and it's my website and it has three of offerings and i'm just like okay (laughs) they are asking me to step into doing what nikki's doing right and I was like, I don't know. Like I wasn't, I wasn't on that path. And I was also, my mind wasn't on that path because I was so deep in wanting to heal the ancestral lineage wounds. But that's how I ended up being like, oh, you're, you're going to move towards that. You're going to do that. Like this is where you're leading to. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, yes. I remember ancestors being a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Because, and, I, and I don't think I knew when I was reading you, I didn't know you were in foster care, but you have like a Native American lineage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, but you don't know too much about it. No, I don't. Yeah, because of the distance and not really being with our, with my biological family. But um, along the way, also my spirit team was, kept telling me like Nikki's gonna help you. Nikki is going to lead you to healing this lineage wound too. And just so happened you added an extra month to our teachings and we had our ancestral healing. Yeah. And then that was and I would kept beating myself up too because I kept on saying like, am I getting away from what what I really want to do like what I want to heal in like my lineage wound. And I kept going back and forth. Like, am I, 
not doing it, right? But they kept showing me, telling me, like, you're going, Nikki's going to help you. Nikki's going to help you. Nikki's going to show you the way, right? And when we did that ancestral healing with the rest of the soul teachers, that was when my ancestors stopped, like, coming in asking for the healing because we did it together. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because, you know, as you know, that soul teacher group was a little tricky for me because I was moving and all these things. And I, mm-hmm. at the end, just so that you guys that are listening know, um, we do three months, but towards the end, I was like, I'm not done with this group. Like there's half of it was, I wanted to like give my gratitude for them being patient with me because I was in the middle of a move. Um, so that was part of it, but I just like knew there was more things. And Ancestors is just, I mean, there's like just so much that I could teach. I just mm-hmm. like, for the sake of these programs, I have to kind of pick what I find is the most important. And I have to trust that the women will take the teachings and like go deeper in their own ways and like, you know, find their other ways. But the truth is, I mean, I could teach a whole year probably. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I think this group is like ready for ancestors, which the other groups hadn't been. And it was like such a big part for so many people, especially like my ancestors too. Like, I think as, um, you know, women of color or Hispanics or like, mm-hmm. you know, that we've immigrated, the ancestor work is just such a big piece of huge of this puzzle where it, I always like um, my two brothers married women who are American, who have like, you know, their family have been here for many generations. And it's funny in Miami, you're so used to being like, where are you from? Because everybody like moved from somewhere. Like everybody Mm -hmm. like is Venezuelan or Colombian or, you know, whatever, Haitian, like we're so mixed and we're just so used to asking about your ancestral lineage. And um, when my brothers married these women, I was like, do you guys know where you're like, they don't know where they're from, right? Like they don't know, like, cause they've been American, like they, um, which I think is so interesting. Um, but I, I think that's what makes like an immigrant or a woman of color a little different. Like we have to kind of go into, um, the lineage to be able to like find ourselves in a way. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Cause I was gonna, um, just add it on, like just from that healing, it kind of like cleared like my agenda so I can move forward with what I need to do with what I'm doing now with the readings and, and moving forward for um, helping children and helping their souls um, get recognized. Because I feel like had I not done that healing or worked towards that healing, um, I would have still been questioning of whether, whether to do the healing or move on to the readings. Like, I don't think I would have been here where I'm at now had I not done that healing with you. That's fun thing, yeah. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling it forward. And interesting is that when the soul teacher groups like have this like, you know, death and, you know, this reborning and all that stuff. And as a teacher, I have the same experience just in a different way, which is why I'm like, how long am I going to be able to teach soul teacher? Because I just keep like dying and, you know, being like rebirth. I go through the process with you guys. (laughs) And um, ancestors was a big part of my process when I was with you guys, cause I was leaving like my home, like my homeland, like basically, I mean, not my, not my true homeland cause my parents are Cuban, but it was the adopted homeland. Like all of my um, ancestry, like had, you know, my, my, my 
family was Cuban and my friends were Cuban and we all adopted Miami. And I was like leaving this place that was like this safe place for us. And it was so hurtful for my mom. She was so afraid. Like the day before we moved, she shows up with all these Cuban t-shirts and Cuban flags <laughs> that she bought on Calle Ocho to like give to my kids. Cause she was like deeply afraid of like, you know, us leaving the culture, mm -hmm. which is funny because I mean, the minute Castro kicked them out, they were leaving their culture. So, yeah. but she was like, kind of, you know, under, in Miami, you can stay under this impression that you're not going to lose any of that, you know, because you don't even have to learn English if you don't want to in Miami, like you can get by your whole life, no problem speaking Spanish over there. Yeah. So like, that was going through that process. And that's when I understood that, I was like, oh, these girls like need the healing. They need the ancestor healing. So that's how. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So I'm happy you had that because it brought yeah. out all this other stuff in you. And, you know, you, it sounded like you, you knew you wanted to do something. You were just so talented too, Latoya. Like you just, it was just so obvious that you had like a, a talent and, and you don't find yourself talented. <laughs> I feel my biggest thing is to sound cocky and like, and I, I can't stand cocky people so I I tend to not boast or like I'm not saying that you have to but like how do I put it I tend not to make myself like the center right um so like throughout soul teacher I realized that like I I'm talented in it right and but it's also because my previous lifetimes and my ancestral lineage has had this and I'm just opening up what's always been in me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so like knowing that I can do this and for someone who's only been like experiencing this spiritual awakening in world for the, for nine months only, um, I'm really good at it and I like helping people. So and I want, I want everyone to have the experience that I had when I had the reading with you. Like your reading was very activating for me and it like opened up so much in mind, body, in, in soul and everything in my life. So like, I want that for other people. And I especially want that for, uh, for, for women of color, especially and just have that rooted and grounded spiritual in, in, in yourself and understanding of yourself when you are moving forward in life. So I just, when I was going through that and I realized I can give this to other people, I was like, let me just go ahead and, and do this and, and do it scared mm -hmm. and realized that <laughs> I have full trust in my spirit guides and, Sometimes I do question it, but like, ultimately I'm going to follow what they say and what they show me because they're never going to lead me astray. Mm -hmm. They're never going to lead um, you down the wrong path. And if you feel that you're being led down the wrong path, that's because like, or like the experience of them where they're leading you is not where you want it's because you're learning from that mm -hmm. so yeah that's where I started to like really realize that I can do it 
and I could help other people and I could help especially um, children mm-hmm. and parents. So, well, and you have already done that because I'll yeah. share with you guys my experience with Latoya and, um, and our son, our middle son, Oliver. So that's a beautiful story. And that process of uh, getting to a place where you trust mm-hmm. um, is the biggest like up leveling in a spiritual journey. Like, cause for a long time, we're like understanding things and, you know, we're like, we have concepts and we understand these concepts and we're like, okay, like law of attraction or this or that, or surrender. Like we understand all these like definitions, but it's not until you get to that point that you like follow something. Cause there's, even though you're scared, you don't know where it's taking you. You don't know what's ahead, but you just like, know you're supposed to be there that trust is really where like intuition, like just goes, you know, multiplies so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the trick. Like that's, I mean, and that you were able to, to foster that very early on, probably also too, like back from your stories of being a foster child, you were like, there's just something watching over me. So you had already experienced that muscle, like of trusting, mm-hmm. like you already knew it. And then you were just kind of incorporating it into this like next level. So um, I'm happy that you trusted. So along the way, oh, and Latoya, sorry, this is not about um, specifically your work, but when we were teaching you in Soul Teacher, you or we together, um, we all like had this understanding that one of your guides was actually you um, from like another lifetime. And people are always like, you know, cause some people we teach spirit guides and they're like, Oh, why do I need to have a spirit guide? Or some people don't feel like super connected to their spirit guide. So I try to remind people that there's like the higher self also. So you can work with the higher self. You don't need to work with a spirit guide. Um, and you had like one in, in the same. So can you, can you share that story a little bit? Like when you remember, mm-hmm. like, if you remember that process. So she came in when I was experiencing I was up leveling. So my spirit team sends a, an owl. (laughs) She is, I call her my, my gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. That's what I call her. She comes in when like, I have like a spiritual report card, right? (laughs) So she comes in and checks to see if I have reached certain levels for my next up leveling, right? And my next up leveling always consists of of a new activation or like a new uh, deeper development of my gifts. So she came in and I got the check marks and then that was that night passed. The following night, (laughs) I started like my body started to shake. It was like shivers. And then this feeling of complete calmness came over me and the brightest purple I have ever seen um, just came across my sight, but I was sleeping. (laughs) Um, So like mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like that bright purple, that bright calmness and all of those, that emotion within me so then I was just like okay what happened and then my previous spirit guide stepped back and I was like what's going on (laughs) 
And hard, uh, and you didn't even ask for it. <laughs> yeah. And so then I started developing my relationship with my new guide and I called her purple. (laughs) That's all I saw whenever she would speak to me. And then I asked who she was and she said, you and I are one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hmm, interesting. Uh, I don't know what that means, but we're going to go with it. And then I had my exam with you and you were like, it seems like she is you. And I was like, that's it. We are one. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing about something that like, I try to remember, remind people of is that, um, you know, we get a little caught up in like the spirit guide and like why the spirit guide and all this stuff, but it is truly like a reflection of your own intuition. Mm -hmm. So in this case, like, it was like truly that it was like almost like that third eye was coming out of your body and reflecting to you and almost being like the spirit of your intuition ultimately like is guiding you, which is just so beautiful. And um, you were open to like seeing it that way too. And then of course I was able to confirm it, which was nice. Like it was just all happening at the same time. So I thought that was really cool. And it's just a cool, because I just like to share those stories because there's just so many different ways that guides come forward and the kind of yeah. guides that we work with and all that. And I just thought that that was like a creative, like an interesting, an interesting story. So thanks for sharing that. And she ended up being actually the guide that you spoke to for my reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've known her for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's so interesting. Like we're also guided sometimes like by our future self and by like a future version of ourselves or a past life version of ourselves. It's so interesting. It's just, we don't always know. So the more you ask questions, like the more you'll mm-hmm. get some information. So that was, I loved that. And I loved people in our, in soul teacher would always get jealous of like Latoya spirit guides. Cause they were just chattier and they would mm-hmm. like talk to her more. And then there's like other ones of us. So like, you know, sometimes spirit guides are like trying to let you learn on your own. So they're not as involved. And it's the worst to be like the girl in the class that like spirit guide doesn't want to talk to her. So, so everybody's like, damn it, Latoya's guides, like they're so good. So I love that. So Latoya, so as you started going through this process, you obviously being a teacher and also being a mom, you know, I think you just, and also just being, you know, growing up in the foster care system, all that, you obviously have like a tie to children and to the, to the, you know, the pureness of a child's soul. So, I mean, that was probably just like a natural interest because of your upbringing, but the work has lately brought you to children's souls and Mm -hmm. um, helping parents. And um, just to guys give you a quick story, uh, when we moved from Miami to Asheville, obviously I'm moving also three children and we were prepared that we didn't know who was going to acclimate well and who was not. And um, we didn't know what to expect, but you know, you just got to go and you, you'll figure, you'll, you know, you'll fix it when, when it happens. So our middle child, Oliver was the one that was struggling a little bit. And I knew, and then, you know, even as, as a, as intuitive as I am and as spiritual as I am, I am still like a human mother and I allow myself to have these human experiences. So often, um, sometimes when it's something with the kids or even like my husband, I'm so close to it that it's hard for me to like see. And I was, I knew that Latoya was like having an interest in, um, parent, like children's souls and mommy and me readings and things like that. And I was like, need Latoya. And it was so 
such a game changer. Like I feel that it saved us so much time too. Like, because sometimes your kids have these little things and you say, you can't figure it out for like two years. And it takes this like all this, but you know, my experience with you and Oliver's experience with you really just made things shift instantly. It was like the craziest thing. And I've always believed in those, those kind of readings. It's just not like my area of expertise or whatever, but I'm so happy to know that you're doing it in the world. So I was wondering, how did you become like, why do you find that to be important? Why, why do you have an interest in the souls of children? Okay. So throughout soul teacher as well, (laughs) I kept getting visions, right. And I kept seeking what my uh, soul's purpose was. Right. And those visions were always um, like me surrounded by children, but like, you're a teacher, so you might have been like, Yes, exactly. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But like in these visions, in me surrounded by so many children, I was so happy and like content. So I was just like, okay. So like I, I was building more towards like maybe my purpose is opening up a school where I'm teaching children who already have these intuitive gifts or in just like a little Harry Potter mm-hmm. school, right? But it, it's something much deeper than that, in which that Harry Potter school is going to come, but like we as um, a collective are not ready for that now, I right? Know. So what we have to do is we have to uh, guide these new children coming in. Have you ever heard like, the, the term pandemic baby or pandemic? Yeah. Baby? Well, well, yeah, like the ones that were born, like, because you're bored and you have a bunch of sex and then you have a baby. <laughs> so like, not really that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the whole pandemic. I was like, walk around with an ex in front of Benny. Like, don't touch me. Don't <laughs> touch me just because you're bored. And just. <laughs> so it's not necessarily that, but like okay. there's videos on, um, you go to TikTok or YouTube. It's like that just TikTok and YouTube is like, the thing and they're babies who are like three months old and they're doing things that are like naturally come at like six months right yes so like they're holding their heads up they're turning their body my nephew was very, my nephew who's like mm-hmm. six months and we were all like why is this kid holding his head up at one yes. month it was like the bizarrest like it was the strangest thing yes so like those kids like they're being referred to as pandemic babies, but I'm going to, I refer to them as their new earth babies. Mm -hmm. Those are like, we're moving into new earth. They are coming in already activated and in tune with their intuitive gifts and, and very aware of it. Like their souls are very aware of it and they're coming in that way because it's helping the ascension of everyone moving into new earth, but also when they become adults, they're also helping with the ascensions that are going to come after, Mm -hmm. right? After we move into this new earth. So they're coming in more activated, more aware in it. And um, they- Forgetting almost like they- Yes, that's what I wanted to say. They- There's not much forgetting. Yes. They're coming in very much aware where this, we, they're not going to have to work as hard as we did to remember 
Mm-hmm. So because of that, they need adults who are also aware, also into this spiritual and in very much understanding of the soul. And so they need that to guide them throughout their life and through and helping in the ascension of new earth. Cause I, I refer to it. Like I always think about it this way. Um, it took me 33 years of existence on this earth to realize this, this world in, in the soul in understanding the spiritual. I know. Um, what a freaking waste of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And some of us as like in this spiritual world, as adults were came in with these gifts as and activated as children, but because we didn't have the adults who were aware in, in this spiritual realm and metaphysical world, their gifts were kind of lost. So they ended up getting lost, but then later on working harder to remember their soul's calling. So this is in a way like working with these children and these children that are coming in and helping parents be aware and understanding it is going to allow these children to not get lost in the fray of life. Right. Cause like, that's the other, like I've been receiving more downloads and I have to sit with them more, but like, there was a download that I received where it was like a call to starseeds and that they're not, there's so many on earth, but they're not activated. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're not activated is because they're not moving along or that they haven't been opened up to this. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to not have these new souls that are coming in, get lost in that. And also our new earth and the new like humans are ascending to that. So that's basically where I was just, it came to like, this is where, this is where I need to do now. And my purpose now is to teach parents how to be aware of their child's soul, knowing that your child is not just your child, but has a whole soul Mm-hmm. In a whole different purpose than you. So like we are always thinking like, I want to give my child the best, right? And we're doing what we think is best for the child. But we need to switch it and we need to do what's best for the child's soul. Mm-hmm. Not what we think, but what is best for the child's soul. So that's going to require parents to be less in like I want to say less control Mm -hmm. and just be aware of their child and listen to your children too Mm -hmm. because oftentimes their soul is speaking to you but because they're in this little little package and society teaches you that you you're the one in control of your child right we tend to be like oh for instance my son talks about space and he wants to go to space right and he wants to learn more about space and before I did his reading I was just like oh that's just probably just an interest right but there's something much bigger than that his soul is here to discover and 
eventually he's going to discover a new civilization in space. That's his purpose here. So like him telling me that he wants to learn more about space. Yes, early on. So telling me that he needs this in order to move along his purpose. Yes. His life purpose. So that's my goal in when I'm doing these parent readings, parent and me readings, is to really get the parent to understand that you need to look at them as a soul. You need to listen to them, right? And, and, and observe their behaviors because their behaviors are also showing you and telling you and opening up you to what their, their world is on the inside. And they don't always have the language to verbalize it like we do. So that's why you have to be more aware, more in tune into it. And like looking at like the other parenting, like conscious parenting, right? I looked into it more and that's more of like, from my understanding is like the parent is being taught to look at the child as mirroring what the parent needs to work on. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that's these children, like live their freaking life. I'm the conscious, all that bullshit. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and I think it's just, it's perfectionism hidden in like a better, a nicer term. I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, like, let's just forget about that stuff. And like, if you just can look at everybody as a soul, it would just be Mm -hmm. that much easier. Like you don't have to have rules in your head or these like things do you have to remember? I'm like, oh, vomit. (laughs) that's like that's the difference I think that's the difference between like what I'm trying to make parents more aware of like it's not about the child teaching you what you need to learn in your life lesson it's you being aware that your child it's faster that way and has its own lessons that they need to learn and you need to be you as a parent needs to be less controlling of what their soul needs to learn Right. Exactly. And be more open to it. And, you know, um, kids are, it's a different type of read because you're dealing with a human body whose brain is at a certain capacity, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're the most intelligent child or, you know, a child with like developmental issues. So you have, you're dealing with a body like we all are, but these souls that are within these little bodies are sometimes like so much older and wiser than you. So similar to like reading an animal, like, and I I like to use this example because some people are really good at understanding their dogs, you know, like they're just good at understanding like what their dog needs. And like, you know, the dog's not talking, but you can sense that it's hungry or that it has this, or it's trying to tell you something. That's kind of how you want to do it with, with the children yes, they're talking and they're using verbals, but like, you can't take all of that at face value. You have to go like just beyond that. Mm-hmm. Not that you're psychoanalyzing them, but you're listening like deeply. It's a deeper type of um, listening to get what the soul is trying to tell you. Yes. So that's just a perfect example of a parent controlling things. And we use my example. After I did my reading with my, with my son, my oldest son, his soul is here for discovery and adventure. So like he desires a lot of adventurous events, experiences in his life. This is what his soul needs, right? He is a child that's very, uh, he gets hurt very easily. <laughs> so many injuries on the, the playground, right? Oh, no. um, and me, contra- me trying to control my son not getting hurt I'm limiting his adventures. 
that his soul needs to learn through. Mm-hmm. So we live in New York City. My children's never, they never been in a subway. And the reason why, never. never been. Never been in a subway because I personally don't like the subway, right? So I'm looking for me, right? And also controlling the environment that I put my children in. But my son's soul wants to experience the world and discover these things and these adventures. And each of those injuries that he received on the playground is teaching him, is teaching him limits of his discovery and his adventures that he can experience like in human body, right? Right. It's like teaching um, like little walls, like, oh, okay. yes, yes. Like, that's it. And that's like, that's the spot. Like, you can't go past and by, mm-hmm. And by me controlling that and controlling his experiences and his adventures, I'm not allowing his soul to expand. Mm-hmm. So he's not learning those lessons because of me controlling it. Right. Which as a human parent, you're just trying to keep your kids safe. That's mm-hmm. basically so. But this is like, soul parenting, not human parenting. So it's a little little different. And also, so to give the example, you've actually read, you read Allie in person, which is our oldest, Mm -hmm. um, who um, is my husband's from a previous relationship. And it's so funny. I think about you, Latoya, because, so we all read her like in a group. Poor Allie was so brave. And I was like, here, we need somebody to read in our soul teacher class. (laughs) So she sat down with me and we read her right before the move, which was great. And everybody it's funny. Most people ask me like, Oh, how's Allie doing? Because she's a teenager. And most people you know, are concerned about the teenager moving from one city to the next. I'm like, please, that girl's like living her best life. Like you guys have no idea. Like she is like, she's like on the varsity cheer team. She's like talking to this boy. Now they're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're talking and he's on the football team. And like, she has all these friends, like the girl's like living her best life. But one of the funny, so it's funny because in that reading we talked about her she had never like dated before or had a boyfriend or anything like that and that was like a big part of the the read and also like friendships and it was funny because you said something like um Ali like the kind of friendships that you want you have to be that kind of friend which is something Mm -hmm. of course I've been trying to like explain to her but she didn't really get it so last week was her friend's birthday was like the first friend that really like welcomed her into this town and she totally put her birthday to the last minute. Like, thankfully, thankfully, like I scooped in and I knew that the birthday was coming. So I had planned for some things for the girl. So she, you know, could feel special. Mm-hmm. And Allie's like, I'm supposed to be the friend that I want to be. <laughs> like that I want oh, to yes. <laughs> So it was very like helpful for her to like have that um, read. So that was like funny. And then the other, you know, big experience with you was when I called you for Oliver, which is our middle mm-hmm. child. We put him in a school, a charter school here, here because we had a friend who put her kids there and we just assumed, you know, it would be okay. He's coming from a charter school in Miami. And thankfully, like, you know, he knows that he's allowed to be vocal and he was just like not happy. And there wasn't, there's not too many choices here, but there was like another, there was a public school, but coming from Miami, like our public school systems are just so bad that you don't like typically send your kid to public school if you can. And if you can avoid it, like you do, um, but whatever that was like, and everything, you know, first of all, there was this connection between us and the past lies, which was really funny and kind of how I was aggravating some of 
those um, memories in a way, like, cause your past life memory will come in here and you're doing things that like, almost like, um, I don't know, like aggravate, I guess is the word or like um, instigate, like, like pain. Retriggering like, or re-triggering. like that same. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> one of the things was that I just have to share this with you. Look what you were like, you know, in his past life, he was always hungry, but he didn't know like how to say it or whatever. And he's a very picky eater this lifetime, but we've been always trying to work on it. And after your read, and he heard different parts of your read, but since you're like another adult that he doesn't know, he asked me to like translate some of it. You know, he understood all your words, obviously, but like he needed like his mom's words to like explain it a little. So it was like very helpful for him. So he, I don't think he like truly understood everything. But one of the things was he starts he's been eating at school, like, cause they give him like free breakfast and lunch and snack. And he's asked me to stop packing him meals. Cause I would pack him like the food that he liked. Mm-hmm. And dude, that kid is like, he's like at an all you can eat buffet. Like he's so it's bad food, but he's like loving it. You know, he's like, <laughs> the other day we asked him like, we're like, what'd you eat for lunch? He's like, I had like, it was like a sauce and a meat and like a bread. I'm like, this kid totally had like biscuits and gravy for lunch like this guy <laughs> but he it was so funny like from that reading like I kind of like let go of his food I was like you know what let him eat like you know mm-hmm. what he wants to eat and he just like went for it at school which was like so funny and he is it's actually empowering for him too like you know that like mom's not like you know like portioning his food anymore, you know, like he's able to eat like whatever he wants to eat. Um, yeah. If I consider it to be bad food, like it was very helpful for him. That was a funny thing. And then another thing is like in the reading, he heard you say something like, oh, he's a very old, you know, he's a very, very old soul, like a, something like, or a wise soul or something like that. And he goes, he loves Pokemon. He's like a Pokemon geek. And he's like, so am I like a ultra rare soul? And I like, cause he was like, this Pokemon, like, they have like these levels of like rarity. And I was like, I guess so. I guess you're like an, on he, it was just very healing for him. Yeah. And, uh, he has thrived tremendously. And it wasn't that he heard the whole reading because the reading was for me. Like you gave it to me and I took it, but he heard some parts of it. And the healing that it gave me, like I started to interact with him differently. And it just, I mean, it's like night. We have never seen Oliver so happy and like fulfilled. You know, granted we've moved him, but like just giving him the choice to pick the right school and like all these things and just hearing the past life just changed the way I was able to parent him. I'm so happy that it turned out so well for you guys. His, it was, it was this reading that I was like, like I felt, a deeper understanding of like my full purpose. Like Oliver's soul thanked me from like deep inside. I'm just like, wow, like this is me. This is, I have to, I have to open up these offerings to the world. So like, I'm so happy that he, and you're happy and that he's happy and, and it's from like the soul. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, because I can hear like the kids' souls all the time. Like I, there's a difference between like the human Oliver and like the Oliver's souls, like this very alien, you know, total like starseed, like really kind of mm-hmm. almost, like, Aquarius, Gemini type energy, like just really whatever. That's like his true essence. But then of course, like he's in a human form and there's like human things about him. But I could, like I saw the 
like it was like it was talking to me to come talk to you and to have this like experience i guess for all of us not just for him and not just for me but for you like all of us have this experience mm -hmm. um and then ethan who's our little one who's our three-year-old is another funny like he's a very very like strong like he's been on earth like many many for like many many lifetimes we've had a lot of experiences together and um he has not been we have not been able to find him a school there's no school that like has space for him so i told benny i'm like okay so he's been going between benny and i um and like you know we just kind of toss him around throughout the day and i was just like we have to stop uh trying to find him a school like obviously like his soul does not want to go to school right now like he is like blocking us and um you know you might think like oh he needs to be with us but the truth is like ethan's like even when you put ethan in school i could see him like healing all the little kids around him like he teaches mm -hmm. how to talk and he's like he's like an activator so he's like with us now because he's mm -hmm. like working on me and dad, you know, on, on his mom and his dad or whatever. He's like this little activating soul. And you have to just be able to see him as a soul, you know, like it's yes. just the only way. So before you were saying he's activating you and Benny, he's, he's working more with Benny. Yes. He's Benny. Yeah. He's, he's, he's um, yeah. well, that's funny story. And I've, I think I've shared this story before, but when I was pregnant with Ethan, I was convinced it was going to be a girl, right? This was a big blow to my, my spiritual ego, my intuitive ego. Um, and obviously had this, you know, party and he, I mean, had the reveal party and it was, a, it was pink, it was blue. And I started crying and I was like this big brat about like, you know, not having a girl. And because as a parent, like you were saying, typically you think these kids are coming for you. Like we're so messed up that we think like, I'm like, oh, this daughter's coming to me and we're going to be this. And I had all these dreams of like what the girl was going to do for me, you know, what the girl was going to mean in my life. And of course, total humbling and ego death when I found that he was a boy. And the truth is that Ethan, although we have worked together for many lifetimes, like we are like a team, he's here for Benny. Like mm -hmm. he's here for Benny. He's a tag team with Oliver. Like they have so much more purpose than just you like they may be absolutely coming, they may be coming through you but they have so many other things going on and yeah. Ethan really taught me that so in the readings um I came to the real because I was trying to I'm trying to understand like here I am as a parent I'm also spiritual right and I'm intuitive and I was trying to understand like how come my soul kind of like forgot that my child is a whole soul right mm -hmm. so I came to the realization that like our spirit team, our soul is here to work on like our purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So like it tends, and because they're focused on you and moving you along your um, purpose, that they do, they essentially forget that that child is a soul with a whole spirit team too, and a whole other mission. So like in a way, when I'm doing these readings, I'm reintroducing the parent's soul to the child's soul and yeah. like, Hey, you guys are here together. Yeah. Like and you guys are, yes. Moving along this, your child's soul purpose and your soul purpose. And always just uh, always remember that we are souls. So like when I was doing these readings, I'm like, this is, it's, it's so important. And and 
there's more downloads that I'm receiving and developing this reading and developing like the new way of parenting. Right. And it's going to be a little hard for parents to grasp and understand, but this is where society is moving to. And this is where we have to get on the same page because the, our children's soul, these intuitive souls need it so much. So, yes. So shifting gear from like parents and parenting to like this, our systems that we put the kids in. And I know like, I'm sure you have lots of opinions and especially you're in New York and all mm-hmm. that. We don't have to go into that, but how is it like teaching a bunch of other little children's souls that are not yours and that, you know, like what, how, how do you manage that? How am I managing it? That's a, like a really, that's a, a big <laughs> loaded a question, big loaded question. Yes. So like when I'm with other little, other little souls who have other parents, right. I'm focusing more like in the, in the classroom, I'm focusing more on what I can do as a teacher to help them learn, like learn in the, in the classroom. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm teaching children who have developmental delays mm-hmm. and according to society, right? There's standards and right. in, in levels and stages that developmentally, this is where they need to be. But like, I'm also coming to the understanding that sometimes the, the souls are new to earth. Yeah. And that's why a lot of can't speak because they speak other like alien type mm-hmm. languages. And we see a lot of the kids in the spectrum. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like their souls are also adjusting to earth's vibration. So their, their souls are also trying to develop their own way of existing here on earth. So that's going to look like a development delay for your child. Mm-hmm. Right. But how do you explain that? How do you explain like, Oh no, this child's soul is new to earth. Right. So me as the teacher and being intuitive and me having that understanding, I am able to like move it in a different way. Right. And have that understanding of exactly where this child's delay might come from or mm-hmm. is coming from and how I can assist it, right? And move it along in human or earth world. Other people can understand where they are at and this is why. Yes. I also have like this theory that some of the kids that have come over the last like 10 years or so are such like light energy from other places that it was a bit of an experiment to be like, yeah, we need a lot of light, but like forgetting how dense it is here mm-hmm. and that their energy, that's why we have like these crazy allergies and these bodies that need all this like sensory stuff or that are having like sensory overload. You know, a lot of our children are, you know, have sensory processing and all these like different sensitivities. And my, I have a theory that like the body, the human body is like still too dense for the amount of light that they like, that the higher beings were like, let's send these light down. But it's like, in a way it's like, oh my gosh, but our bodies are still so dense. The earth is still so dense. So they're really trying to like 
assimilate, but in a way it also is like setting the parent on these journeys that hopefully along this journey, they learn to change the system. You know, Oliver yes. is, you know, my rainbow child. And I, every time I have like a teacher parent meeting, unfortunately, I always sit there and I feel like I'm giving therapy to the teacher. Like I remember his first grade teacher, he was like, tell my teacher that instead of telling everybody what they're doing wrong, why don't you tell her to tell to like, in you know, his own words, he was like, maybe she can say what we're doing right. And I remember having to like, and she wanted to complain about all the things that Oliver was doing. And I like remember having to like give her this tip and it changed like the whole year for everybody, not just for (laughs) Oliver, (laughs) like she was open to accepting it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I think also these little souls are also here like to change all the systems as parents, not just thinking about advocating for your child, but actually advocating for the whole collective and for the system. Like, so you're going in not being like, don't teach, you know, don't treat my kid like that, but actually being like, okay, like I get it. I get this is how the system works, but maybe this kid is trying to tell us that this doesn't work anymore and kind of trying to get the teacher or whoever's in charge. And then if they don't, you leave, which is what I do a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. but he's like, you've been to too many schools. I'm like, cause I think in my soul, there's like, this dream of these schools that don't yet exist yet, you know, and I I keep like seeking them and searching them, but I haven't found them yet. So, Oh, they're coming. Yeah. (laughs) They're coming. Cause Oliver dreams up his school all the time. He tells me ideas of like, what is the perfect school? He, he like maps them out. And that's him helping out the systems. (laughs) He knows. Yes. So they're coming. Let's tell you, that's like our next investment is in (laughs) these like future schools. Yes. Really teach your kids. So really, um, I could talk to you forever about this. Um, quickly, uh, Loteria, what, um, what are you doing in your readings and what's a good reason to come to you? Okay, so a good reason to come, I feel like it's like, it's eye-opening for all parents. And um, I'm going to tell you, like it's, it's going to bring a lot of emotions because we're so invested in who we are as parents and how we parent our children, but it's going to be eye-opening in the fact that like you, you have to, you have to shift. And a lot of parents are going to have to shift this mindset because it's a new, newer way of parenting and developing your child and viewing your children. Um, So if you are looking for that deeper connection in trying to fully understand your child as a soul, as an individual soul, and you just want them to move along their purpose and like be that assistance for them. That's how you know you're going to be like, you should have this reading. And what I'm noticing that when I have like bookings right and in the clients come it's more of like parents of children with delays mm-hmm. right and looking for more of a deeper understanding and, and these parents are aware that there is something different going on something and else. they're seeking that right so I will be able to provide that other view and other understanding of what your child is experiencing and what their soul is experiencing um, and how you could help assist them. But in the readings, what I do is I view, so I first look at 
the um, I do a shock or read on both of the parent of the parent and the child. In those, I just read the um, the energy of both and how you guys are currently interacting and how like the family life is currently, like how you are as a parent to this child and how the child is as a child to the parent. Then I go into the Akashic records and I view the past lives of when the both of you were, because our past lives, sometimes our children were, were our parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm viewing the past life where you were the parent to your child or children. And I'm viewing it twice. So I'm viewing that same past life from the parent's perspective and getting what the life lessons or lessons that they had to learn in that life, past life. And then I'm viewing that same exact past life from the child's perspective and getting the understanding of what the child's experience was in that life, in that past life. And that was, sorry to interrupt you, but that was Mm -hmm. a, a big one for me because the past life, I have, I had been shown my past lives with Oliver. So I had an idea of why I was parenting the way that I was parenting him. Like I, because mm-hmm. in the past life, but I never thought to go and through his experience. And that was the game changer. Like yeah. that was, that's what, that's what did the healing for me. It's mm-hmm. like, all I needed to do was listen to it. Yes. Yes. Cause again, like their, their soul is trying to show you, they're trying to, to show you what they need in, we just have to listen to it and, and be open to it. And then after that, I, um, at the end, I also look at the child's purpose in their earth path and their soul path um, to help you help the parents figure out how they could help their child move along their soul purpose. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I do a little prescription write up in, summarize everything that we reviewed in the reading for you to and give suggestions on how you could help your child from now on from after the reading I mean every parent needs it and you're gonna want to go for all your children so I have like two read by Latoya I just need one more and then I'm good (laughs) and you know last weekend Benny started talking to me about getting pregnant again I'm like are you crazy oh lord you are insane. I'm going to be 40 next year. Like, no, thank you. So I'm like, these are, these are good spirit babies. So Latoya, thank you so much for all this information. Thank you for the work you're doing. I like, I almost like want to make a pledge that like every parent get a soul reading from Latoya or, you know, eventually I'm sure you'll teach others to do it and um, get more people experiencing these readings. Yeah. Your, your little soul children are going to just thank you for it. And it's a different type of love. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a true, like coming truly from your heart space and not from like that wounded love that we often give. It's like a very pure love um, Mm -hmm. to be able to see people as a soul. So thank you, Latoya. Um, If you want to be great, Latoya, all the links um, to follow her. She does some great um, education also on her Instagram, like just kind of educating you as like a parent signs that you might see and things like that. So, yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to quickly say like, isn't it amazing how all your life's like experiences have brought you to this moment? Like the fact that you're like getting parents that have kids with like special needs and you're a special needs teacher. Like, I mean, it's just, 
right? It's just like all those. I know. It's my spirit team. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're just so guided and protected. It's just amazing how our lives like bring us to this moment for exactly your mission and what you needed, you know? So mm-hmm. good job. You've always been following it, even if you didn't hear your guides, but happy to yes. hear you're connecting. So love you, Latoya. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing um, all your gifts with us. And I can't wait to see where this, you know, what, where this all takes us. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much.